0: ba ba, ba, da, da, ba da, da. ooh, yeah, it's getting sexy in here, putting on some slow music. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> My name's Alan. I'm here with Sol. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and of course, we've got Calvin. Hello, listener. <laughs> I
1: think... I think Alan and I were going for a kind of jazz club kind of vibe, right? Yeah, Oh right oh. Calvin went for um the sorting hat from Harry Potter, what's it called?
2: <laughs> I, I was trying to do my best uh, Gina Gershon, but
1: no, sadly not. Uh, I, I also like that it Alan's came out a bit
0: Elizabeth Berkeley.
1: <laughs> Alan's idea of um slow sensual music is the girl from Ipanema That <laughs> <laughs> was just the first thing that came
0: into my mind. <laughs>
1: Uh, so you are listening to our annual valentine's day extravaganza and that means uh we're going to be talking all about sex baby <laughs>
0: yeah the problem is we always pick a film to talk about and then we just end up talking about Soul's sex life so not, <laughs> prepare not exclusively
1: for that. my sex life highlights of past episodes include Uh, The time Alan hid in a cupboard with a raging erection because someone's ex boyfriend came over to pick up some things. Pretty sure that Uh, story's
0: been (laughs) exaggerated slightly in retelling this.
1: The time Calvin wore a saddle um, and let someone ride him around like a horse.
2: You know, these. This is the sort uh, of thing
1: you can expect over the next um, hour or so of podcast.
2: The thing is, we've sort of all flipped roles these last few years because I think when we started this, both myself and Alan were single bachelors, uh, mm-hmm. Where and Sol, you were the one in a relationship, and now it's sort of flipped. Uh, you are the single bachelor,
1: so you're the one with all of the Sol, stories. Sol has
0: become single since our last sex episode, so yeah. thats we're going to have some good tales to hear, I'm sure.
1: I mean, there's, there's more, th- this was a problem last time round that I'd sort of... Run out of material, and uh, <laughs> the thing—he's yeah.
0: been doing stuff just for the sake of this show.
1: I actually have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I g- genuinely have. I think I think I told you about one of them, Alan when I was doing it, but it wasn't actually a very interesting story. <laughs> when you were doing it, you were calling Alan mid. Uh, I think I messaged him lot. as I was walking over. No, no, yeah. I was. It, I was at the flat. And yeah, you
0: messaged me saying, why am I here, what am I
1: doing? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to be there, because I, I kind of got... Right, we'll get into well, this don't, later. Don't,
0: like, we'll have to, yeah, that's a little tease. Yeah. <laughs> what did Saul do mm. that was ridiculous?
1: Um, the film we are covering, quote-unquote, covering uh, yeah. this week is Showgirls. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic Paul Verhoeven bit of, I don't know, what would you call it? Sleaze? Schlock? Shit. Exploitation? Exploitation. <laughs> All of the above. Well, it's it's a fascinating film. This, in 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 so far as you know, it, historically we started doing these Valentine specials because we covered Fifty Shades of Grey, and that episode turned out so well. I I think it is one of our finest episodes of all time. But you know, it went to a very blue place. <laughs> we got <laughs> talking about sex, obviously, you know. Um, But it went so well, we were like, right, we've got to cover all three of them. And then we did that, and we were just looking for any film with sex in it. And so uh, we've thrown it up to our Patreon subscribers, and this year they selected Showgirls, which Mm. I am pleased about. Last time round, they picked a good, like, proper film to talk about, which was Eyes Wide Shut. Um, Mm. And I think the idea was that we talk about, you know, Wank material, really, um, and I think Showgirls is back to that. It's it's akin to the, you know, it's of the nineties before people had ready access to internet pornography, and I, I think it, it was kind a of different was... world. Yeah, but it's a fascinating film because people are very divided on it. Like if you hmm. if you spend any time on Letterboxed, um, just take a look at the distribution of ratings from one to ten on there it is it is absolute chaos normally (laughs) when you look at a film's rating it sort of peaks in you know the middle it'll peak at seven or eight or six out of ten and then kind of go down either side you know no no sort of pattern with showgirls there's people giving it eight out of ten there's people giving it two out of ten one out of ten ten out of ten it's crazy um Mm. so we might actually get some good discussion here um, i bet we don't <laughs> well let's 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 mix it up with a bit of sex as well i i've also asked our <laughs> um if you join our patreon one of our many other benefits is uh access to our discord server a- i just threw up before we start <laughs> i just threw up before we started recording a request he oh, started
0: for
1: a request for some sex questions from our uh, Discord members, so we've got a couple of those. Sexy too.
0: questions
1: or sex questions, questions about sex? No, that's not um, okay. Oh, that's... So I'm going to be chucking those in.
0: <laughs> what, is this an educational podcast now? Well, it was last year. <laughs> Bloody
1: hell! It was all about like now. When you when you lose your virginity, go carefully and be kind. <laughs> and I don't. Think any don't do anything that. before you're ready.
2: Oh yes, you're right. We did have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that, yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm, I've got some questions actually about straight people's sex after watching <laughs> this film. So I guess we'll get we'll get into it as we go through um in, in our discussion. Uh, I did want to ask though, right off the bat, is this the first time that all three of us are seeing this film?
0: I've seen yes. it before. Yeah, I've definitely seen it before. I mean, long enough ago that I had to rewatch it.
1: Well, you're the right age for it to be. Sexy and, and... Nah, I'm not, nah. Well, I am. I'm the right age that I'd seen certain <laughs> scenes from this film, isolated from the film, on uh, dial-up internet, <laughs> where, where you could download scenes from... Oh, God. Is it called Taking Lives uh, with Angelina Jolie? Oh, yes. it's oh, a very good scene in that film.
2: Uh. <laughs> Um, well I, I only really know about this film from it's reputation as being one of those so bad it's good kind of things so I've definitely yeah. seen clips from it uh, most of them censored in sort of like YouTube video reviews just taking mm. the mickey out of it kind of thing um, but I'm surprised that we never sort of had like a group screening or something at university because we, we did do you know so bad they're good movies quite a bit and uh, this one mm. never really came up
0: We didn't want to hear Connor having a wank around the city. I
1: I don't think it's quite bad enough. Oh, okay. I don't (laughs) think it.
0: It's just bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. It's good. It's just shit. Well.
1: Oh, we're going to have an All
2: interesting right, so, discussion then because we've got uh, yeah already off the bat we've got three different takes on this.
1: <laughs> no, Paul Verhoeven we've discussed before once I believe Alan on the podcast Starship, we did Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yeah. Now I'm I would categorise myself as a big fan of Paul Verhoeven,
0: mm. and in that case I would categorise you as a tosser.
1: <laughs> well, I think I said this a while ago. We were talking about like filmmaker. I think I called him an author, and you got really like oh, he makes trash and he's shit. And then I was like, well, hang on, you know, Robocop, and then, you know, some other good films that I can't remember the names of. And (laughs) you did did go like, oh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I think Paul Verhoeven has a real style. I think he brings a lot to his projects, and I think he's made some very, very, very good films. Um,
0: I think he's an old man who likes tits. Well, I think this film
1: might be responsible for... Giving him the reputation that he has as a kind of hacky schlock filmmaker, and even that, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about. But um, we well,
2: did Basic Instinct as well, which I think is did his he? most famous film, probably. Yeah. Okay.
0: And
1: that's well, I trash I, as well. I'd been meaning to watch this film for a while. It has a reputation as you know, it's a famous film even if it's not regarded as a good film. In fact, thinking about it, I bet it's in my book of uh, a thousand films to watch before you die, but
0: who knows? Mm. I've just remembered something, Calvin. Isn't Sol's mum in a Paul Verhoeven film? Is that why he's getting so defensive?
1: <laughs> um Is she? Did Paul Verhoeven direct Total Recall? Yeah, she was just one yes, with
0: three tits in Total Recall, wasn't she?
1: <laughs> I mean, she she was a background uh, extra in that film, uh, whilst pregnant with me, so I am arguably in that film as well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, dear. Okay, this no. is why he's, this uh, explains so a lot. Thank you for bringing that <laughs> up,
1: Alan. I'd forgotten about that. Well, I f- I forgot that was even a Paul Verhoeven film, but uh, there you go. That's another great mm. Paul Verhoeven film. I think that's probably my favorite Paul Verhoeven film. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a good film. RoboCop is uh, is best, I would say. But but anyway, mm. um, yeah, I I put this on expecting it to be kind of shit off the bat, and I've got to say, like up front, this is an incredibly watchable film. Like, I found it very entertaining. It's just that the goodwill of kind of how it's put together begins to deteriorate once you realise that very little is actually happening. So by yeah. the end, I hated it. But it's only because it got boring. Do, does that make sense?
0: Um, No, there's no story. There's no character development.
1: Yeah. But for the first 20 minutes, like, the individual scenes, like, the way they're shot and constructed, I was pretty engaged by them do you know what i mean there's a certain quality of filmmaking first scene where she gets in a car and she's driving uh you know hitchhiking i thought that was all pretty engaging stuff i'm not saying it's great but you know you you swiftly realize it's going nowhere and that's the problem is that what is the film (laughs) saying or trying to say and
2: i don't think i can fault the um the quality of the film making it's on a technical level. Like I actually, I was actually really surprised. I watched the, um, I rented the HD stream mm. of it on Amazon and I was astonished, like at how good it looked. And it even had yeah. like a little thing at the front of it saying, this is the 2015 restoration from Pathé. And I was like, wow, this is like how criterion edition films <laughs> <laughs> begin of like, you know, classics that have been restored and stuff. And I, I couldn't believe how, good it looked in in that um capacity yeah. i i the same cannot be said for the acting and the writing uh which mm. i think yeah right off the bat elizabeth berkeley famous for uh, what was it saved by the bell yeah. um and this was supposed to be a big kind of like breakthrough into yeah. serious adult stuff and she yeah she's all over the place and it's clear right from the off I thought she was all right.
1: I I I thought oh, she God. was an engaging screen presence. I've never seen her in anything else, but to sell this kind of high camp, she would have fit right in in House of Gucci, for example. Um, mm. Obviously, she'd have to do an Italian accent, but.
0: Uh, <laughs> but that's the problem, isn't it? It's uh, it's not that uh, she's a terrible actor or anything. It's just what she's being asked to do. Yeah, is unrealistic, or or, or at least within. I don't know, because I'm sure people who act like that, but it, it's it's a completely unsympathetic role. You hate her immediately, and she never changes or gets better in any way as a character. I mean, well, I, and, I didn't hate her mm.
1: immediately. Immediately, she's a woman hitchhiking, and then some prick starts, you know, being a bit sleazy after picking her up. So she pulls out a knife just to say, "Don't try anything," and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, all right, uh, I'll be respectful and." You know, if anything, I was sort of like, oh, okay, she's your kind of classic badass who's not going to take no shit from, you know, Hmm. dickhead truck drivers. I just like to
2: when she she meets that uh, friend that she ends up living with, who's like, just out of the blue, like, it's just characters that have no relationship with one another are suddenly sort of like talking to each other, like, best friends, but there's a bit where she takes her to dinner and... She Elizabeth Berkeley's character kicks off, and she like throws the fries all over the table <laughs> and all over her new friend. And they're like, God, this lady's being really nice to you. People are being quite. Yeah, I mean, the guy in the van was obviously really scuzzy and just wanted sex. What? But there's, yeah. there's several
0: times where people really go out of their way to sort of help her and, and, and in in her life, in her career, and she spits it back in their face every time, mm. and. It, it, the problem with that is we never get to the point where it was like, oh, well, she's come from this background. Oh, look, she was abused like this, yeah, so that's why yeah, she's so yeah. defensive. And 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 over the course of this film, she's going to learn to trust again and and well, all this I, sort of thing. We never get I any think of that.
1: The, I think the idea of the film is that it's a, a cycle of abuse, isn't it? And we're just seeing one of those cycles play out. But you're right, we never see any setup for that. We, we can't just kind of be dropped in in the middle of it for it to... Um,
0: yeah so we have no we have no reason to like her she's just a horrible well, person.
1: Well she she definitely becomes something of a you know an anti-hero i think by the end of the film like it it's
0: mm-hmm. i mean she's she, a tragic figure because you just you just assume what must have happened to her in the past to make her like this but
1: Yeah but she does it, flat it, out like try to well if not kill someone break their legs i mean just point blank um hmm. th- there are problems with the film beyond the kind of lack of any real plot what have you uh, it's also got some pretty iffy uh its handling <laughs> of certain sexual politics are uh, perhaps perhaps well intentioned but ultimately Directed by a sleazy white guy who likes looking at tits, so yeah,
0: and written by a sleazy white guy who likes (laughs) yeah.
1: So it, it, you know, it's that trying to have its cake and eat it too. And there's a rape towards the end, which is handled pretty atrociously. (laughs) Just Mm. feels very exploitative in terms of its placement. Well, that's
0: it. There, there is one good person in this film, one person of any kind of moral character, and she gets brutally raped and beaten and mm. doesn't doesn't get any kind of justice for that really no in any sense and i guess maybe that's the point but um if this if what this film is trying to tell us is that life is shit and you never get out of it then um uh, well done
1: well what hmm. i mean how would you sum up the plot cuz i don't even a woman a woman hitchhikes her way to vegas she wants to be a a dancer it's, um, it's kind of a scuzzy, all about Eve, really. Um, yeah, this yeah. sort of like it's, unknown yeah,
2: it's about, so it's, arriving, and yeah,
0: yeah, a, a, a young woman who is let's be kind and say naive, possibly mentally simple, um, <laughs> goes, you know, goes into the wide world and soon uh, falls into a, a very scummy area.
2: There's a disconnect here for me because I feel <laughs> like it's being written as she is kind of like naive small town girl, you know. A, you just escaped this place and wants to sort of, like, make it, you know, make it in the big city kind of thing, and the nearest thing is Vegas, so that's what she has to kind of go for. Um, But then this is at odds with some of the performance, which I feel is a bit more knowing, maybe? Like, you yeah. get the sense yeah. that she kind of knows what she's doing. I don't well, feel it. like that- she's seduced uh, by this seedy world. Yeah. She just already yeah. is a part of it. I mean, it.
0: our introduction yeah. to the character yeah. is her being on the defensive with men. She knows what men want from her, and she's gonna stop them if she can, uh, you know, unless it's on her terms, right? Mm. So mm. we can assume all sorts of things about her past from that attractive young woman, and she knows that, so she's gonna use that to her advantage, right? And so the whole her whole driving force is, no, it's on my terms, right? Uh, you know, but then we, we even see when, she work, when she's working at a strip club, and we get the introduction to the strip club by showing a new girl coming in, and she's the naive one who's like, oh, you know, she's in the world already. We don't even, we, we don't get her introduction to that world as a naive.
1: Well, it's not that she gets introduced to it so much as she wants to rise to the top and be the greatest stripper of all time who's going to have billboards, apparently. Mm.
0: Or... Well, good news for her, because the Stardust Hotel has a strip show um, as part of its <laughs> major entertainment. Is that a thing they Is do this... in Vegas? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I
1: well, <laughs> I, I can't imagine... It is, but maybe it was in the nineties. I, I don't know. It, it, they just have
0: a big poster outside saying it's classy because there's no muff.
1: Well, I, I've <laughs> never been to Vegas, but I have been to Las Vegas Airport for a, a flyo a, a changeover, whatever you call it. And there were big, there were big billboards for you know Blue Man Group and Penn and Teller. Right? I don't recall any um, titillating women billboards.
2: I have been to Vegas, but I was 18 years old and it was a school trip. So I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but... Yeah, we, we we had a teacher who was re- very savvy with her Tesco club card points, so she would do these <laughs> big trips abroad, and I knew this because I worked at Tesco's when I was at Sixth Form.
1: Sorry, sorry, comm- sorry, sorry, sorry. We're getting into the sexy She's stuff now. She's buying flights so. from Tesco now. How, how does this For work? For 40 kids. <laughs> there, 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 there was like
2: some kind of tie-in thing that with certain airlines, if you bought flights, you could translate the points into Tesco club card vouchers. Um they had all of these different incentive kind of things. So she would
1: so run So she got these... all the parents to pay for And she put trip, it through on her card the flights, but yeah. put it through with her club card points and then didn't have yeah. to buy beans for the rest of her life.
2: <laughs> That's it. And uh, But yeah, so so they alternated between China and uh, sort of West Coast America. So we did San Diego, stayed over at the Grand Canyon, and then a couple of nights in Las Vegas, which, as we were all 18 years old, or 17 years old at the time, and obviously you can't so you couldn't go in drink anywhere. or gamble. <laughs> no, exactly. So we could walk up the strip, and that was about it. Meanwhile, the teachers just buggered off. They literally dropped us at the bottom of the strip where the MGM hotel is and said, right, meet us at Circus Circus tonight at 9pm. Well, and then it's left for twelve hours.
1: It's an amazing. Um, I I I. When you said it, I thought there's no way my school would ever have gone to Las Vegas. How would they? Or China. To... <laughs> yeah.
0: So where, where was the best place you went to on a school trip?
1: I think I went to like Belgium or something. Yeah, I went to Paris. I went once, around bits was... of Europe to look at World War Two memorials. Like we went to do educational stuff on our school trips. We didn't get a fucking trip to Vegas. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: I went to a posh school and I never did anything like that.
1: I went to a real school that obviously took some pride in what it was doing. Um, it wasn't... <laughs> Sounds like Calvin went to a bit of a scam. No, it was just a regular old <laughs> state comprehensive. <laughs> but, uh, but like I said, we just had this one teacher
2: who now that she's not there anymore, she retired. The uh, They don't run the trips anymore. So it was basically just her doing it i think, um, back I think moment, at my
1: school they went to the same places on the school trips every year <clears throat> as well because it wasn't like where does the teacher fancy going on holiday this year for free it was <laughs> Like, where do we have you know where does the syllabus <laughs> take us to learn this specific thing we have but... facilities
2: whenever we stayed in various places throughout this trip and there was always like one room that was like on a floor of its own and they put me and my friends in there because they said we can trust you not to do anything silly. Huh? So <laughs> I, I don't know what they thought other people were gonna do, like you know, put, go to the ice machine and break it or something. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know but the, but there was like. there was lots of fun hijinks of going in and out of rooms and stuff because the teachers were in one of the hotels where we were all on one floor. The teachers would like stand guard in the hallway to make sure that people weren't going in and out of each other's rooms, but they. Neg- neglected to notice that there were balconies connected, like, on the <laughs> other side. So there was a great moment where the teachers were coming in and out, and at one point me and one of my friends had to, we were in the room with some girls, and we had to hide behind the Ooh. curtains so they didn't see us. That was good fun. Uh, you were in the <laughs> room with some fun. girls.
1: <laughs> yes, did friends, the, obviously. Did the teachers
0: come in and say, alright, all the boys, get back to the boys' room. Calvin, you can stay, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's the same thing, wasn't it? We can trust you not to do anything silly. Yes, <laughs> not to deflower
0: yes. any of these innocent girls. <laughs> have you have uh, you ever deflowered someone, Calvin? Have you ever deflowered an innocent girl, Calvin? Uh,
2: not a girl, and I don't
1: think...
0: Oh, no,
2: actually, yep. Oh, wait, do you use that adjective for blokes? So... Uh, yes, but twice as far as I'm aware... Uh, and in both instances I only found out afterwards, which <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't care for. It's well, too you much pressure. To
1: before so you, could enjoy. you felt deceived. Yes, I did. I felt cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I should jump into the story I teed up at the start now because it's vaguely relevant to this Ooh. the the story that i sort of alluded to earlier i i went on a date with someone and as usual on a first date they came back to mine and we were in bed and naked and everything that's just Ooh. you know how i roll <clears throat> and like we were doing stuff and then she told me she's a virgin it was just like oh great hmm. but it was before it was before the sex cuz you know we weren't going to do that cuz she was a virgin but she did like she was clearly up for anything but uh And she was kind of driving it so uh, so basically i i like tried to kind of soft ghost her after that night, because I just thought well, <laughs> and she was she's twenty five right so
0: it's not like she was uh... oh yeah should I should yeah, yeah it's not like... about the age
1: <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, it's not like I was you know out with an eighteen year old who yeah yeah she she's twenty five uh but she's Iranian. Um, which I think might go some way towards explaining, you know. And, and when I say that, I mean actually came over here from Iran, not her parents are Iranian, you know. Um, so I think there's probably some cultural stuff going on there. Yeah, basically it was like, right, well, my option now is keep dating her and until we have sex, at which <laughs> point I know now from this one date that I'm not really interested in anything long term, and I think she is, so you know i'm i'm not that despicable a human being so i was like okay well i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that
0: <laughs> Calvin, he's not that despicable <laughs> of a human being because he's not that despicable because normally if you met someone on a date and didn't particularly care for them he would keep dating them until they had sex with him <laughs> but no, she I wouldn't a virgin, so he didn't do that
1: <laughs> no i wouldn't i would see the one date i was on through to the end and they typically want to sleep with me on the first date and I don't know about you guys I kind of feel like on the first date you don't really owe anyone anything do you know what I mean You, you, insofar as whatever happens on a first date if I never talk to you again hey guys it was one date it doesn't matter if <laughs> yeah. we had sex or not right yeah, no, I completely agree. Well, I've brought up the subject
2: of ghosting before on on I think one of these Valentine shows, and you soul were aghast at that as a practice. But um, well, do you see what I mean? Like when when it, when it is like a, when you are not having it. a lot of dates, and as you say, yeah. for, for like a first day, you don't owe someone anything. I don't think, and to be honest, I preferred it if and I would be on the receiving end of it as well. No pun intended. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, when, you know, the, I've received
1: it both ways. Oh,
2: yeah, and, and and I prefer that because after one date, I don't want someone who met me for like four or five hours to tell me that they don't think we're compatible because we've, you know, got different interests or whatever.
1: I've, I've had that happen and it's always been a bit like... I mean, initially, it, it would usually happen, to be perfectly honest, because I would sleep with someone, feel an obligation to not just be rude by ghosting them and sort of be like oh yeah you know how are you and then they would follow that up with yes yeah, so I'm, i just don't know if we're actually that compatible long term so it was always <laughs> that was often what would happen it was so it was like oh right so it's fine to sleep with someone once and never see them again that, they, they <laughs> might be fine with that too um can i ask you a question sol about your your dating procedure. Is this going to take us off on a tangent or should I finish the Should I finish talking about <laughs> All right, the Iranian, your story. Go on, yeah, uh, go on. woman first? Okay, well um anyway basically I'm trying to soft ghost her just which means I I reply to her messages. <laughs> <laughs> With one word r- replies, yes, no. Yeah, I just kind of don't put much effort or enthusiasm in and hopefully yeah, they kind of yeah, get yeah. the point that you're not that excited about it. And and she, there's certain things and I, like, I don't condone like playing games exactly, but I will find it a real, really off-putting thing if consistently, and it's fine if this happens once or twice, but consistently when I message someone, if they reply like that, the second I send the message, I think, Mm. what is wrong with this person? Why are they always on their phone? Why are they so (laughs) eager that they're dropping what, even if they're on their phone, they're dropping what they're doing on their phone to immediately reply to me? And I don't like Mm. that. I think a normal person will, even if they really like someone, probably like finish up what they were doing and then have a look at that and and hopefully you're not on your phone your whole life you know but she would consistently reply the second i said it sent anything and i wouldn't even beforehand you know it would be like i i don't have the time to check uh, bumble more than like once or twice a day i'm actually mm. busy basically she was just sending all these messages and they were messages along the lines of you know hey i'm going to delete this app so here's my number and then like an hour later Hey, how are you? You know, it was just that kind of tragic like and it just anyway, she started to really annoy me and she got mad that I hadn't replied for like 3 days at one point. Mm. Which which to be fair, like I meant to reply to her, but I was busy. And there was a point earlier on where I was going to reply, but her messages were annoying me, so I was like, well, I'll do it later and then uh... so I wasn't completely ignoring her, but she she deleted the <laughs> app and everything. Oh, and she found me on Instagram. Uh, I never told her my surname. I don't know how she found me (laughs) on there. Um, She was liking and commenting on every post consistently. And, you know, I I was posting up a bit of food and stuff. And she would comment like, oh, save some for me. I'll be right over. And like a little (laughs) emoji of like a running woman or whatever. And it was just like, fuck off. Leave me alone. (laughs) And and it's that push-pull dynamic. Alan and his... Wait, Alan, did you say push-me-pull-you before we started recording? <laughs> Hilarious, sexual. <laughs> All right, okay. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, we were chatting before we started recording. But it's that, that push-pull dynamic really just like repelled me. And then she unfollowed me and followed me again on Instagram to obviously send the notification <laughs> to me again. That It was just things like that. Hmm. And eventually, because I mentioned on our date that I was also on Hinge, uh or am on hinge, I should say. And she didn't know what it was. She I got a notification that she liked me on Hinge. And I looked and she'd sent me a message. Can't stop thinking about that night. Blah 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 blah. And I and so I messaged her on there like, hey sorry, look, I wasn't trying to ghost you. I like, but I do think this, Calvin, what, you know...
0: Calvin what do you think he did to her On this night that was so magical
1: Well I'm
2: trying to figure that out I'm trying to figure <laughs> out if she's like Because she's a virgin she's just having unreasonable Emotions about someone that she barely knows But got naked within <laughs> bed like...
1: Oh god I told I told her first date I love her the other night um, So I was about to start making fun of her But then I remembered that I did that Alright so um, oh my That's god. another story for later That's another tease <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> We're getting the extreme of the soul dating stories here. There's one that you go back with that you well, try I'm to not, ghost, I'm... but don't really, and another one you tell you tell them that you love them.
1: All right. Well, I'm I'm aware there's so many moving parts here and different stories happening at once. But I just Alan likes to paint a picture of me as this awful misogynistic womanizer guy <laughs> I, I who paint sleeps with women and of uses what your them.
0: Your behavior is so. And that's what you take from it.
1: And I am not that. I am out there looking for someone to fall in love with, and it just happens that it's very rare that I meet someone that I like that much, and I still have sex with a lot of them, because we're out on a first date getting along, and they want to fuck me, and I like sex. So, you know, I think that's pretty reasonable behaviour.
0: So, do you like sex? Uh, yes. (laughs) Or do you just (laughs) crave it obsessively?
1: Um... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, actually. I I like orgasms, but I guess I'm pretty content with masturbating. uh, Do you
0: get more satisfaction from the physical act of having sex or knowing that you've had sex?
1: Oh, 100% the latter. Like The second the (laughs) penis goes in, I'm like, right, done. Job's done. Uh, it is weird quick... that it's like there's all the build up and then it's like, it's in and I, I it's meant to be like wow, now I'm gonna come. But for me it's like, nope, all the all the endorphins are released. But it's all it's all about a thrill of the thrill of the hunt, yeah. Yeah, 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 completely. Nice. Um but anyway, I'm gonna wade back to uh anyway, she th- this Iranian woman, um Do you want do you wanna hear the messages? Oh, she's she's deleted her profile. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Oh, God, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> I I said something, you know, to the effect of, yeah, look, sorry, like, I just, this clearly means a lot more to you than me. I don't see any long-term future, so I don't think we should take it any further, you know? I, I, I think I was pretty reasonable and the right thing to do and everything. And then she was sort of like, yeah, she. It just. It was this tirade of like, you know, a message a minute for about half an hour, and I got like five hundred messages. And um, she, you know, they were just like, "What do you mean meaningful? Uh, why don't you see a future for us?" Uh, grinning face. How do you realize so quickly? Uh, also, I got mm. this app just to find you and talk to you. So that was the creepy bit, which uh, was <laughs> that she had set up the profile purely to find me, and I don't know how, like, Hinge just, um, shows you people randomly in the area, so she must have, like, cycled through a lot of people before getting to me. It's, that's, like, that is weird stalker behaviour, right? If a guy did that to a woman, it would be, yeah, reason for alarm, okay. Uh, and then I looked at her profile, and it, it was, oh yeah, her main picture was the outfit that she'd worn on our date that i had said oh that's a really nice outfit to her i'd like complimented her on it on the date and she'd start mm-hmm. talking about it it was a new photo from what i could gather um certainly wasn't one i'd seen before so i think she took that picture specifically because of me and all of the i don't know if you've used hinge but you have to fill out three prompts So there are, like, questions, like, you know, all I ask is that X, Y, Z... Sol
0: Harris replies to this message. (laughs) Well, she'd filled it out with
1: all this stuff of, like, you know, all I ask is that you're not a player and just stuff like that. It was this really, like, anti-fuck boys kind of mentality, and it was sort of like, oh, come on, like... And that's what annoys me before, like, the, do you really owe someone anything after a first date? Because it's like, look, I, I went on a date with you. We didn't even have sex. I was extreme, <laughs> I cannot overstate how, like, respectful and, like, look, I don't want to go any further with this than you're comfortable. Even before um, she mentioned that she was a virgin, I was just sort of like, like, she was driving it. Am I supposed to stop when she's when she's like oh I'll come back to yours or whatever? Am I supposed to go actually no because I don't see a long-term future with you? Uh, anyway, Alan, you you had a question that I believe was uh leading um, off from this.
0: Well, I I just wanted to ask you about your procedure here because as we've established here, you like to go on one date with people, have sex with them and then never speak to them again. That's <laughs> that's your your preference. So obviously you you spend a few hours buttering them up um with implying them with alcohol um, i
1: don't butter anyone up i i am a, i'm <laughs> apparently charming i in fact alan mm. i i thought i don't know if we <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> i look i i'm aware there are like techniques people have to manipulate people into bed and i don't do any of that i just well, people do. like me
0: it might be perfectly normal and natural, but clearly you're getting people into bed, so you're doing something to get them into bed. Even if, if that is being a nice guy and being sexy, then that's fine, but...
1: But that isn't manipulating, is it? Manipulating implies a dishonesty, and I am...
0: Yeah, but you're not really a nice guy, are you?
1: I'm a lovely guy. Clearly
0: the person you're putting across in these dates is not the real you, as we
1: know. I'm, I cannot stress how <laughs> upfront and honest I am. Even with this Iranian girl, she asked me, what are you looking for on Bumble? And I said... Like I sort of pulled a face like I don't know and then I kind of said, well look, the the best case scenario, like pie in the sky endgame, is like find the love of my life. But obviously I'm not gonna hold everyone to that standard if if I like, you know, things happen along the way. I just want to get out and meet people and see what happens and have a nice time with them, which I think's pretty that's pretty upfront and honest. It's like, look, I'll take anything along the way, but ultimately I am looking for this. Um, but she only heard the first bit and stopped listening to me. Is that my fault? <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I w- I will stress that I have a second date lined up with a woman that I'm very very excited about, and I um, really enjoyed our first date. I'm not lying. Like, I I if things go well with her, great. Like that is the goal. I'm trying to find someone that I have something meaningful with, but people like fucking me.
2: (laughs) Using that kind of language, though, with certain women on first dates... Well, I didn't know she was a
1: mental virgin, Calvin.
2: (laughs) It was one of the first questions she asked,
1: and I thought she was a normal person.
2: I can guarantee you that no other date most people go on will their first date be like oh well i'm looking for the love of my life on here people don't say that it's that that is a kind of buttering up i would say well how are you supposed to word that then
0: you say oh, i'm just trying to meet people get to know some people and uh, see what happens
1: exactly yeah i pulled a face i kind of did weighing it up hands and kind of went eh well you know <laughs> best case scenario pie <laughs> in the <laughs> sky <laughs> <laughs> like look i'm not i'm not expecting this to happen here don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, that was in an ideal world, with the hands I would like gesture
0: meant to you, but to her. yeah,
1: well, I did, Alan. I made it very clear with my body language and umming and ring that I already probably didn't think she was the one, because I think you know pretty swiftly if there's potential after like thirty seconds of meeting someone, really. Well, if you think she isn't the one, saying something like that is definitely
2: misleading then right off the bat. You should have definitely gone with something a bit more like, oh, I don't know, just see what happens. Something more
1: ambivalent. Um, well, I moved to that. I said, but, X, Y, Z, and I kind of gestured at her as I was saying it. Like, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm just, you know, happy to meet people, and I I'm, I like going out and <laughs> seeing what people have to offer and getting to know them. And
0: Did you say... Do you say I want to fall in love, but point to her? Obviously, that's not going to happen
1: on every date. <laughs> well, in as many words, yes. I mean, I was at the time open to potentially further dates and just having a kind of like, oh well, I'll see what happens. But it was the it was the virgin thing that was like a hard line. Oh no, cut this off now! Don't let this get any further because mm. I know I'm not going to marry her. And she probably wants me to marry her to deflower her or something. <laughs> it obviously means a lot more to her, and there's a very good chance that I'll lose interest in her after a couple of dates you know i i, I and that can't be helped i'm not like I'm not doing it on purpose. I've said this before like, I think you know very quickly if there's potential with someone from potential whether for or what? not you're potential to like like them and want to see them long term.
0: Let's say you've been on right ten dates, okay, different people yeah and you know within let's say 10 minutes if there's any real long-term chance here yeah so how many times out of 10 do you think i'm definitely aiming for a second date at least here
1: less than one probably
0: so how many of those 10 do you sleep with on the first date
1: i'd say eight out of 10 something happens and then maybe seven or six yeah sleep with them so (laughs) And then never speak to them again? Well, not if they message me back the next day or whatever, I'll still sort of be like, Oh hey, how you doing? I just won't ask them on a second date.
0: There must be some mm-hmm. limit though. There must be some line where you go on a date and it's actually quite a bad date and you're thinking, oh, I'm just getting out of here. Yeah. Or would you go, well, I'll fuck her and then get out of here?
1: Um, depends. <laughs> is that that is that why I'm a bad person? That bit. <laughs> I was
0: <thing>? <laughs> no I you know I don't judge.
2: Have you had to um do like an emergency exit out of a date kind of thing like you know escape via <laughs> a window or something like or, or just leave has that ever happened to either of you i don't think i've ever been
1: in that situation with someone to no i haven't frank. but i i think you're the same as me sol you will you
0: will uh, have quite a bit of chat back and forth before you have a date so like even by texting whatever so you've got a good idea mm. you know you usually got an idea if they're totally wrong
1: Oh, no, I did yeah. have the um, the other story that we alluded to before, actually. That was kind of this, wasn't it?
0: This is a big story, though, isn't it? This is like... <laughs>
1: Should we talk yeah. about showgirls a bit? Let's come back, back to that one, yeah, because that's great. Right. Cool. <laughs> well, all right,
2: just as a segue uh talking point, I want to ask about sex with women. <laughs> and if it looks anything <laughs> and if it looks anything like so what Elizabeth Berkeley is doing to people in this. She is doing some kind of like writhing around and like yeah, contorting well, that's her body and into... uh, Well, that's, I understand that's... the dancing side of it, but when she's in the pool with um, yeah, Kyle McLaughlin's character that's when uh, that's how i
1: that's how i became aware of this film because i was watching like it must have been on channel four or something like the hundred worst movies of all time or something like that and then they started playing clips from that sex scene and there was a comedian going oh she looks like a bloody dolphin it's ridiculous and i was just there as like <laughs> a 12 year old like oh what is this film uh, <laughs> okay. showgirls so um there was a time when I found that scene erotic, but I mean it is fucking hilarious. But that's, yeah, it was a time when just seeing some
0: tits was enough.
1: Well, not just that, <laughs> but there, there is like an animalistic like, whoa, she's going, fu- she's going rainbow rhythms on this on his dick, and she don't care. <laughs> and um, I mean it is funny now, but yeah, my my 12, 13, 14 year old self uh, looked beyond the hilarity but no if you're asking if that's normal calvin if that's what women are like then no i mean frankly you're lucky to get a woman to go on top Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh but but is would that be appealing if it was that kind of vigorous
1: um
0: in the right in the right mood i could go for it but even in the scene kyle mclaughlin just looks confused
1: more than aroused i mean yeah if if she was if she was literally if it was literally like she is in this film where she's like flailing because it's about the hip movement really isn't it there, there's a point like moving your torso doesn't really make a difference so
0: mm. just speaking of the, the sex scenes there's a scene here where the woman Elizabeth Berkeley she gives a lap dance to Carl McLaughlin and uh, as far as I could tell he came in his pants um, yeah yeah mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think he's really happy about it. Yeah, I just <laughs> and I, if you... I, just, I just, thought if that happened, I would be so annoyed It would just be so awkward. You'd be like, oh god, I've got to, like, I'm not going home for another three hours, so I'm gonna <laughs> walk. <laughs> I've got to walk around with this in my pants. This is a nice suit.
2: (laughs) I think when he's done, his girlfriend, who's been watching all this, just come over, and I think she says something like, "Can you walk?" And he (laughs) says, "Like, oh yeah, just about," or something like that. I did wonder if that meant, like, is it yeah?
1: Is that that because have you got an erection still, or Or has it gone down? I think isn't it? Oh no, Mm. I didn't
0: get that. I just thought it was such a magical orgasm that his legs had
1: gone weak. Yeah. Oh, I I just thought it was. Has your it gone down, because otherwise you're going to stand up and it's going to kind of... you. We've all had that, right? Where you've got to get up and you've got a, a Not if I've just and... come, no. No, but you've got, to, you've got to get up where... Wait, hang on. If you just come, does it go immediately flaccid? Well,
0: yeah. Not, not, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe really? give it 20 seconds
1: or something, but yeah. Yeah, same. I
0: mean, mentally, I've checked out immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah, my I check out immediately, but mine mine stays hard for quite a while. Mine stays hard enough that it's like a problem if I want to go to have a piss immediately after sex. It's like um, hmm. I'm gonna have to lean forward, <laughs> angle it down. Do you guys? Why do you not... sit down and angle it down? Because
0: what? Because wouldn't fit in. You'd just be you'd just be, be rammed up against it. the porcelain.
2: <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Why would sitting help? <laughs> well. Well, no, because you could sort of like angle
1: it down. Would that not be easier? No. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. That's very interesting. I wonder what that means.
2: <laughs> oh no! I, I know. I, I, I've known. Um, yeah, it it varies from person to person quite significantly.
0: If you're ever out there in the real world, anybody listening to this, and you come in your pants because someone is dry humping you, if you're over <laughs> the age of fourteen, you really need to get a grip on yourself
1: yeah i, <laughs> I agree because um to
0: masturbate more often
1: well i agree completely i i'd forgotten that dry humping was a thing until i had this date with this virgin and she was really into it and the thing she kind of got us to do which i thought was fucking weird and i didn't really <laughs> want to do and now i like i and 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 part of me like kind of ghosting was like i didn't enjoy our time in bed together do you know what i mean like it, what it did was she make a, you do so among other things that i didn't really like the big thing was she was like, "You know, like dry hump me, but we're naked, and my penis was just kind of rubbing on a vagina, and I was sort of like, Well, look, I'm gonna put a condom on because like if I do come, that can still that's what happened in scrubs. that's how he got Elizabeth <laughs> banks pregnant in scrubs, so do you, you come that cum...
0: unexpectedly like you don't have any warning or anything
1: well, there's pre come isn't there there's there's mm. uh...
0: you can even get pregnant from that, oh, behave yourself." There's, there's being safe and there's just being, uh, you know, too safe.
1: Yeah, well, I don't hate condoms like you do, Alan. It's not a problem <laughs> for me. So I was like, I'm just going to pop a condom on. <laughs> she was like, she she was like, red flag moment was like, what, you have condoms by the bed? Because I have them in my bedside <laughs> table like a normal person. And I was just sort of yeah. like... Yes, and she was really thrown by the fact that I just had condoms ready to go by the bed. Uh, Why which on I think earth should would she you... be thrown by that? Because she's a mental virgin. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, so we've probably got a lot of mental twenty-five-year-old
1: virgins listening to us, right? <laughs> so let's be polite. <laughs> Well, yeah, but they probably have their own stash of condoms for posh wanking. They they know where you keep them, by the bed or under the bed, depending on your bed setup. Well, you don't want your mum to find them. But anyway, so I ended up having to like grind on a woman and sort of like half poke poke the very tip in as far as it will go before the hymen prevents it from going any further, which is like what a centimeter in, in like not a lot. It was just like yeah, it you. was weird, and I didn't really. <laughs> and I was th- I was thinking, we That's might as well be. That's fun when you're fifteen,
0: be... though, isn't it? It's great when you're fifteen.
1: Well, that would have been beyond my wildest dreams when I was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was had trousers and pants on. The I was thinking, <laughs> like, as I was there with her, like, we might as well just be having sex. Yeah. we're both naked. We've both seen everything. I th- the problem was, right, the reason she fell in love with me is I made her cum with my mouth and I don't think anyone's ever made her cum before I do, not, you know but my point is, like, after we've done things like that and I'm there poking my knob around the vagina we might as well have sex and <laughs> And I'm not saying that in like, a for fuck's sake, let's do it kind of way. It was just like, what is going on in your headspace that that is like a step too far, but you're perfectly willing to on a first date kind of. Mm-hmm. And anyway, like, I, yeah, I didn't enjoy it when I she she made me. Um, all right, this this is an answer to your question, Calvin. Um, what was yeah, the I What it was. <laughs> Have you ever done anything to get out of a date? To like, uh, oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Um it got to the point where it was like, I've just got to come, otherwise she's not gonna go away. Um <laughs> So I just had to like It was a
0: mercy coming.
1: It, well, it genuinely was. Because I wasn't really enjoying it at this point. I was already like, I don't really want to see her again. This sex is already quite bad. I knew that she her brother was up waiting for her to go home. It was like <laughs> three AM and she lives with her brother. Um so I was just like oh, for right so I had to basically I had to basically lie there and masturbate while she watched and even that she made like <laughs> fucking weird because <laughs> because then when it when when I when it she was like obsessed with it when it came out she was there like grinning looking at it she like dipped her finger in it rubbed it around I think she tasted it it was like what just don't do that I want to uh, like I want to get up and clean myself off I don't want to lie here while you like Paint a picture and <laughs> on my s- stomach with it, whatever the fuck you're doing. So there, there you go. I had to like have a really like frantic wank to get someone to go away because <laughs> they wouldn't. Anyway, what was mm. what was the point? Uh, showgirls. <laughs> this is mad, isn't it? I've got all these questions lined up to ask you about sex, and we we haven't needed any of them. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna um, rattle off the ones from Discord really quickly because oh, they'll be disappointed okay. otherwise. Uh, Chris on our discord wanted to know if any of us have ever come in someone's ear Calvin oh
2: not that I'm aware of no I don't <laughs> think so not deliberately
1: anyway yeah
0: not with intent but it might have happened
1: yeah. I mean i I've definitely quote unquote shagged girlfriends in the ear to the extent <laughs> that you just kind of poke your knob, but' you're like it's not obviously not going to go in is it but but it was always like a kind of jokey thing like oh yeah more than once though. let's do that so I can say that I've done it, but I don't think I ever completely <laughs> You've done that to multiple partners. I mean, you wouldn't be able to. There's nothing to get friction going, surely. Well, yeah, it was like this virgin. It was just poking it at the top before it goes in. <laughs> Same thing. Tom Patton. Good he old a Tom. who knows what he's talking hey. about. I don't think he understood what we were asking for, so he's got the question is the acting supposed to be bad on purpose? So I, I think he misunderstood well. the, the request. Well, he's
0: bringing us back on track. Yes, it's
2: a good excuse
1: to actually talk about the film,
2: because this was a question that I wanted to ask actually about. I know that I read some of the online commentary about this film, and it does seem fairly split between people who just think it's a god awful film, people who think it's kind of an interesting exploitation kind of thing, and other people who think it's like a satire on the industry mm. that it's sort of in. And I think I'm more inclined to agree with it. it's just a bad film. But I was yeah wondering, like, because we've had discussions about this before, and Saul, I know you and I particularly disagree on whether or not we think M. Night Shyamalan is particularly aware of uh, when he's being funny and when he's not, so I was curious to see, because I don't think this is intended to be funny, but I think it's uh, so
1: bad that it is. I'm gonna point back to my thoughts on Starship Troopers, which I think are very similar to this, whereby Starship Troopers people are kind of split on it's a load of stupid shit or actually it's a satire and therefore it's brilliant and intelligent. And I've always been a bit of an outlier because I think Starship Troopers is a satire and kind of knows what it's doing, but that doesn't make it particularly great. You know, I, like it just just because it's doing it on purpose doesn't mean that it's doing it well or yeah. or doing it badly well, so to speak. And I think Showgirls mm. is kind of the same thing. I think it I think it is quite self-aware, maybe not completely, but I don't think that's enough to make it good or justify the fact that it's, like, incredibly dull by the end and aimless and goes nowhere and problematic in places and... So, when when we are seeing the pole dancing and the
2: sex scenes and stuff, like, I get that it's supposed to be titillating. It's, you know, it's maybe... I I No, it's not trying to have its cake and eat it, too. I think it is trying to be some kind of erotic drama thriller kind of thing, similar to how Basic Instinct was, but it doesn't have the story there. I think a part of my problem with it is that I never know if... Because the film is so um objective, I guess, about these characters. I never really feel like we know whether elizabeth berkeley is just being performative or or like when she's being
0: sincere i never know (laughs) i never know who she is so that's she i think she's very impetuous everything there's nothing calculated about it everything she does is in the moment like even Mm. when she pushes the woman down the stairs it's and she's gonna get something out of that at the other side it's like she's not thinking that she's just thinking i hate this bitch i'm gonna push her down the stairs because i I, here's my chance Mm. What we get in in Showgirls is the Glenn Plummer character. He's like, "Oh look, you got real talent. I can shape you. I can mold you." But then he's like working as a bouncer. So like, who do you, who does he think he is? <laughs> yeah, well, I thought <laughs> that. it doesn't quite make sense.
1: Eventually, he convinces her to come over. And I, I thought initially, like, "Oh well, this is the plot. It's going to be a love story between these two, and you mm. know, they're doing that." But the first time they like train together. It gets a bit steamy and they start kissing and she's like, Well, I'm on my period, so I'm leave I'll see you later and then later on she goes round to his and he's got a woman in bed who we saw earlier, another dancer, and she gets really mad about it. Like how mm. how dare you sleep with someone else? And then he gets really like, Hey, I don't got no ties to I felt a bit like this with the um Oh, it made me girl. think of you this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Iranian girl got all funny about. She, again, she looked on my Instagram and she was like, "Oh, I wanted to see you again, but I, I, I guess you're already seeing someone else." And it was like, "What do you mean seeing someone?" Like, but she'd seen a she'd seen the woman's hand in a photo I put on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it was the woman I told I love on the first date, Alan. But um, oh dear, I got very drunk, but, like worryingly drunk.
2: So it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a real dedication of love, it was like a, oh I love you sort of thing.
1: Well what I, I think I was I think what happened was I was trying to I like I do I do at the time of recording I do actually like her quite a lot. But at the um <laughs> on the date I uh time of editing, you... you'll just slip in a comment <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> But um I was trying to convey in the way like you would say, I love crisps. I, oh I love chocolate. I was sort of like, oh, I love- oh no, and oh, then it came God. out. And as I said it, it was like, oh, shit. But I was like ten pints in at this point. I was... Did- <laughs> ten! Well, it was a long... She... Right, okay. She, she has a-, a tricky work pattern, right? She's training She's to flyman. do some... <laughs> She's training to do some stuff. She's on these <laughs> shifts that are like night shifts, basically, at the moment. She'd been self-isolating with COVID for ten days we basically had one day where she could come out of having covid see someone before like 6 days of work begins but she had to be at work at 5am she was like right so you know it's going to be like a daytime thing let's let's so basically we started at 2pm which is like obviously an incredibly early date and i th- i think the plan was kind of 2 well, can i like...
0: can i stop you there sol i'll ask you about this calvin cuz sol has a, a a very tight procedure of Going out in the evenings and getting them drunk because then he can bring them back to <laughs> No,
1: I don't. What the fuck are you talking
0: Whereas, about? whereas I'm, I'm perfectly a comfortable so. with a, a mid-afternoon date and just get to know someone.
1: That's So that's what a date is. You go out for a drink. That's normal. Alan doesn't drink so he doesn't know what a normal people do for a date. Calvin, that is a, <laughs> what would your default first date be with someone?
2: Yeah, it it would be that to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, just drinks because in ish, in that first meeting, you do just want to have an opportunity to talk. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm not I've never been one for like a cinema first date or even a, a restaurant first date is a bit formal.
0: No, 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 I'm not talking about that, Calvin. Though, but but Calvin, if if someone said to you, "Yeah, let's go for a drink at two o'clock. That's when I'm free. Two o'clock in the afternoon." Mm. Would you go? Okay, fair enough. I'm free. I'll go and see him at two o'clock. Or would you think? No, because no one's going to come back to my place and sleep with me at 5 o'clock, so there's no point going <laughs> at 2 o'clock. Would, would you think that? Is that your mentality?
2: Uh, no, I mean, if it was a weekend, I would probably have gone and sort of, you know, seen what happened. Um, I did, I, well, I know actually I did definitely have picnic dates and that kind of thing, but, um, you know, it tends to, you know, it gets to the evening and then it's like, right, well, I'll head home now, goodbye, sort of thing, because it's a first date, so. Mm. Yeah. Well,
0: you're not going to sleep with them on the first date.
2: Well, uh, I can't think ever think of an afternoon date that for an afternoon first date
1: that turned. Well, that's into exactly that. why
0: you wouldn't bother with an afternoon date, would you? A waste of time.
1: <laughs> I I don't even know what. <laughs> I'm not I'm well, not casting aspersions
0: on your character. So we've established you're a man of high. high but this morals, isn't like some evil I'm just, no, manipulative. I'm just explaining thing and... what's happening. <laughs> just I'm just I'm just. I just seek to tell the truth. That's all.
1: But I, but I will go on a date with someone in the afternoon, or for like not to drink. It's just not my preference. I, I, is that terrible? I, I
0: I'm not. I, I'm no. Make no judgments.
1: Even if I, even if I really like someone, I would like to sleep with them on the first date.
0: Oh, that's good of you. So it's not just people you don't like that you sleep with.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> I would like to have sex. That's a bit odd. I'm, like and i, I have not had sex in quite a while. I'm 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 at a, dr- a bit of a dry spell because uh, we've just had the Christmas break. And, Go on, Sol, um,
0: What's a, what's your dry spell?
1: Two two or three weeks at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Our listeners are crying into their, their um,
1: empty hands. I I, like. I I must admit, I keep I keep thinking like, oh God, it's getting really bad. This has been really long, and then I look and I'm like, oh, it's only like the start of January. It's not that long at all. It's been like, <laughs> yeah i'm not counting <laughs> the iranian girl in this by the way if we, if we count her it's been less than two weeks but
2: <laughs> i've definitely that. had many a situation where like a first well, not many a situation i suppose but situations where the first date is going really well and then i don't want to sleep with the but generally if if like if i think it's going really well it's sort of less of an incentive for me because i think oh well, well we're gonna yeah. see each other again what Hopefully, hopefully again? so
1: yeah well yeah i didn't sleep with this person that i like the other day day but it was my anyway the point that what i was saying was it started at 2 p.m and so i was drinking a lot because that's a normally you start the date at like 7 8 p.m and so you you can only drink for like five hours or however long before (laughs) places close
0: you can only drink for five hours what sort of world do we live in where you have to only drink (laughs) for five hours
1: we were out drinking for eight hours before I like stumbled home, and I got to the point where I didn't remember the end of the day. I have no recollection of how <laughs> I got home. Uh, so, did you,
0: do you think she might have slipped something in your drink? What
1: more drink?
0: <laughs> a double
1: vodka. <laughs> um, no, I, I just I think I had somewhere in the region of ten pints of beer. It's quite a lot of alcohol, and I didn't eat all day because I don't tend to eat before two p.m. on a weekend anyway. What? Well, I didn't get up till like midday. I was out the night before or seeing a friend impromptu who turned out wanted to fuck me and I didn't know about it. And that was weird. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just so charming and lovable. She she stayed out with me way longer than we were meant to. So uh,
0: when you when you were on this, wait a minute, when you were in this eight hour drinking session, did you not at any point go, should we have some food?
1: Should no. We, should we get some food?
0: No, he didn't, didn't occur to. Just didn't.
1: Oh, well, uh, K- Calvin will probably back me up on this. But again, Alan, as someone who doesn't drink, it is actually very easy to kind of be having such a merry, jolly time that you do completely lose track of how many drinks you've had, what time it is. I wasn't hungry. Because you were full of beer. Well, I was going to say, I probably had like 3,000 <laughs> calories a beer. Once I've had a good bit to drink, I
2: lose my appetite. I yeah, I, I'll admit that I've definitely yeah, gone. And it, but it'll get to like ten o'clock, and then I'll get home, and then I have to like eat just bread or something to
1: <laughs> soak it up. With that day and then the following hangover, I went a good forty plus hours without eating. Um, very odd.
0: Oh, you're right. I should start drinking. What do you think it is that is that gives you this sort of sexual magnetism towards? I do
1: actually have a theory about <laughs> this, but I'll go on. Well, I think this is. I think, and I've only just kind of put this theory together. All right, settle in. So it's not. Don't don't think. <laughs> oh, he does it on purpose or anything, and he's a manipulative, awful person. But like, my theory is, I tend to come across like I'm not very interested in women. I have oh, had God. many. Ex- I've had many experiences where, after like a kiss or whatever, they'll be like, "Oh God, I didn't think you even liked me," or, you know. They kind of thought things were going badly, or maybe they've come over for sex, and then they're like, "Right, well, I guess I'll go." And I'm like, "Oh, are you, are you sure you want to go?" And then they're like, "Oh, right, I thought you didn't, you know, want it." Um, and you rectify this by now telling them that you love them on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I think basically I just don't come across. Like I think a lot of men are really pushy and eager, and like they can sniff it a mile away. This guy's desperate for shagging. That's all yeah. he wants. And with me, I'm a lot more... Like, I am very fucking, like, hands-off and respectful on that front, because I don't want to overstep any boundaries or, like... So in hindsight, looking back on it, more often than not, the woman will kind of initiate a kiss rather than me, which I think is quite unusual. I've had a lot of instances of, like, the woman kind of leaning over the table and grabbing me by the neck and, like, kissing me and things, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like by like the collar of my shirt, not by like throat, not me. by the not like Homer Simpson with Bart, yeah. <laughs> by yeah, I think they get all the messages from me of oh, he's safe. He's not like <laughs> just sniff. He's not desperate for sex, and then that, and also maybe he's not even that into me. And then counteractively, that puts them on like the defensive of. Why isn't he into me? Now I need to seek his approval and get him to like physically be into me. So I do wonder if that's what's happening. And I hope not, because that is very close to like techniques people will employ consciously to um
0: You're just a natural neg. That's what we've established here.
1: But I'm not even try like I, I would try and show that I am interested in someone. I think I must just be so far along a certain part of the spectrum that I can't convey my <laughs> attraction to someone with body language. <laughs> so I have to tell them that I love them uh, <laughs> in order to get the point across. I have a list of sex questions if we want one of those. Um oh. Yeah. What's all right? We what's the worst sex that you've ever had?
0: Oh, um, I went on a date with this guy once. He told me he loved me because he was completely pissed, and then we had <laughs> sex, but he can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: had that with a guy who I was giving all the uh, you know signals away to, and um, he, he decided that he was just going to lie next to me and wank himself off, and then uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even ask you to lend a hand or anything.
1: She wasn't good enough at doing it, Alan. That's the point. Uh... That's why it was bad. You don't think I tried that? I mean, fucking <laughs> hell, of course. That was why it was bad. It got to the point where I had to finish myself off. That's how, like... <sighs> That's not even the worst, like, sex I've had. I mean, God, I've, I've had worse than that. Yeah, I've had loads of bad sex. All my. It's it's the worst one you've had, Alan, the one you told us about, last year after we stopped recording where she shat herself
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that wasn't even a particularly uh bad experience there was was fun to be had there but the no no but i mean i there's been you know numerous occasions where i've had sex out of a sense of duty and i've had no yeah Yeah, no no kind of emotional or physical uh, motivation whatsoever yeah they're the bad ones to, to really get into it
2: I must have talked about the um flight attendant that I went on a what? date with once who was super aggressive. I must have mentioned that on a previous oh my one.
1: Oh gosh. Super aggressive see the one on who made life. you wear a
2: saddle. <laughs> no. Uh no but but he but it, it was like at a point where it was a bit like this is a bit too rough actually. Oh, um yeah. and then at one point he like bit my into my cheek oh, and what, it was what? like oh no, nope, this is, it's like one of the only times I'd be like, no, actually, this isn't going any further. Mm. This is, yeah, really not pleasant. But then he sort of it sent, he got a bit emotional about it. and was like talking about how hard his job was and he started to sort of tear up a bit. Um, so uh. he stayed the night, but nothing happened. And then we never saw each other again, but it was a really bad date too. Because um, I didn't think he was very into me at all because he spent most of the night chatting to like the bar people. Yeah. <laughs> Who were really drunk at this one bar? That's
1: a
0: move. What does that mean? Well, you craved his validation.
2: That's a move. that's a
1: pickup technique. You 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 flirt with other people to make the person oh. that you're interested in be like, oh, they're oh, flirting okay. with other people. There. I better really work hard for their approval. Now I want their approval, whereas before or I didn't, because they were interested in me. We were in, it
2: was a Sunday night date, which is another thing I don't recommend. I think Sunday night dates are really See, bad. See,
1: like, well, we, Alan we, thinks we, you're a bad person if you don't want to go on a date on a Sunday. No, 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 I, no, no, I a mean... Bad
0: person? I don't know.
1: I just think with work the next day it just it's yeah. not the right vibe
2: for it I don't think. But we were in this bar where the only other people were there was sort of like this drunk pair of middle-aged women who must have known one of the bar people because they just kept sort of cackling with him and <laughs> um, they, they smashed something at one point. So it was all really awkward because I just kept thinking, I don't want them to come over here and they seem like the type that would and then mm-hmm. they think we're going to be friends and spend the night with them and I don't want to do that. So it, it was a dread Full night really. Um but yeah, that was the worst one
1: where I've f- Hannibal Lecter sort of <laughs> biting my face. That's that's the worst. I think my i mean my worst will be like Alan said, there's yeah, you know, there's one in particular I'd probably point to, but but yeah, just a couple of like sex states with uh people where you just kind of get there and you're just like, Oh god, like I this person I hate this person. They're a fucking idiot. Their life makes me depressed. <laughs> Ooh! I don't want anything to do with them. And they're, like, ugly. But I told them we'd have sex, so now out of obligation, I'm just going to kind of go through with it.
0: Why did you tell... Hang on, what were the circumstances that led you to... Yeah!
1: <laughs> did just walk away? Well, these are sex date people, where I've gone round to theirs, and then I'm like, yes, uh, Well...
0: Yeah, I you need to pick your people a bit better, I suppose.
1: I know, what yeah. You know, yeah. I know, well that's my that I mean this was probably the the peak of my um sex addiction. I think I probably would qualify for sex addiction in yeah. uh in uh if you were to evaluate me. You know I what one of the films that was up on the poll for this year shame uh is it called is it called shame? Oh yes, Michael, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Have you seen that film, Gavin? Uh no, I
2: haven't, uh, but I've heard of it. Uh yeah.
1: Well, it's meant to be this like depiction of this man with a sex addiction and how it's like ruining his life and he's got a horrible life and I just watched it and I thought yeah what's wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm I'm not even joking genuinely I watched it like where's the problem
2: I know that he goes gay at the end and that's supposed to be like a, oh oh
0: my god well, that was towards yeah, that
1: that was towards <laughs> yeah. the end. Like, goes around a gay bathhouse and it's meant to be like oh that's it it's like is it meant to be like oh look how far he's fallen it's like no yeah. fine, guys this is uh, a <laughs> like come on it, th- th- that's but yeah uh, the only problem in that film like in terms of conflict is that his sister has like mental health problems and she comes to stay with him and they have a an awkward dynamic and it all stems from that. But in terms of his day-to-day life, it's fine. There's a scene Mm. where she finds all his porn, like his porn videos, and it's gonna be like, oh my god, he's got so much porn. What a horrible life. And it's like
0: Check my hard drive. It's porn. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. And and Mm. yeah, the vast majority of the behavior in that film is stuff that I've done myself. I think the only thing that was completely alien was when he um, hires a, a sex worker, a prostitute, to Mm. his apartment. Can we
2: talk a little bit more about the film?
0: Uh, Well, just because this is just as a segue from that, we're talking about porn there briefly. mm. Does a film like this even get made nowadays? When you have Mm. you know Um, at your fingertips the world of pornography it was was 50 shades of gray aimed at women though
1: well yeah that's the difference 50 shades of gray is porn for women Um, yeah so this obviously isn't this is so they're kind mm. of still catching up they are a couple of decades behind i mean to me this was late night channel 5 fodder there was obviously a market for this back in the day and i think it was before porn like back when porn was on vhs and before it was socially acceptable to have a shelf full of it uh, and this was rated uh, NC-17 in the US, which is pretty much kind of really like a box it?
2: office suicide kind the of The most move. successful
0: like, NC-17 ever, I believe.
1: Yes,
2: correct. Yeah, because that it's really restricts that your, fucking... your um, marketing and all that yeah, kind of stuff. But they were clearly, they were clearly trying to generate some buzz from that. I read yeah, on one yeah. of the pages that the studio, like, they were doing that, you know, that classic thing of like uh, inflating the importance of the film by sending out workers specifically there to make sure that no one who would like you know pay for a ticket for another film would then sneak into showgirls and yeah. experience it that way which is obviously like marketing <laughs> you know it's like Alfred Hitchcock with Psycho like no I thought you were going to say they, were,
0: they had people walking up and down the aisles make sure no one was having a wank <laughs> <In> shining a <laughs> light some people go hey, put that back in your trousers <laughs>
1: That might have been uh, yeah. a better way to go, actually. <laughs> you know, you know, I used to work in a cinema. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. was it? I mean, this is a, it's a second-hand story. Don't get too excited. But, <laughs> no, I remember someone who worked there once caught someone having a wank in uh, Zack and Miri make a porno. <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. Mm. I hope it was the scene that ends with uh, the character you know opening the floodgates so to speak and they had a bit of a rude (laughs) awakening
2: But I think that the the rating thing here is clear, I think they were clearly going for that, and I think coming off of Basic Instinct as well, which was a very, you know, erotically charged thriller, and Sharon Stone doing the whole Crossing legs thing, like, it's very, I think there was a market for it around this time, and perhaps the rating, you know, the MPAA sort of stuff was in a place where you could pretty much do, like, some of this is, like, pretty softcore porn kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I guess like just but like, I don't think you'd get this now. And I think even Fifty Shades of Grey, I think we talked about it in our previous episodes. Like we never found that particularly titillating. I feel like that's probably mm. aimed at like your middle-aged oh, woman yeah, kind of yeah. crowd. Uh... It's the
1: female gaze, I think, in that film, isn't it? So mm. whereas mm. this is like tits. Which is why I don't think it can work as like a satire. Or, there's so many
0: know. tits in this film. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just like, ooh, look, tits. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: can we talk a bit about The rape scene, because for the most part, I think, like, nothing really happens story-wise in this. Like, she gets into conflict with some characters. We mentioned Glenn Plummer and Carl McLaughlin, but she she seems very forgiving. Like, even the woman who she pushes down the stairs, like, at the end, they're kind of on good enough terms. No
1: conflict really sustains. She's like, well, actually, I really wanted to get pushed down the stairs, so I'm kind of glad (laughs) you did it. Mm. I couldn't believe how that went. Um, But this rape scene is about as
2: much you know something happening as it gets in this film totally and comes so, out of
1: nowhere well it, it comes out of nowhere but it feels like okay is this meant as the culmination of this debaucherous lifestyle to kind of justify the film and be like but no
0: it happens to it happens to the one character in the film who doesn't have a yeah debaucherous exactly lifestyle. that's it's, what i was leading to it's a sort in of
1: in order for that to work, it should be happening to our protagonist. Like, if you want to if it's if it's supposed to be making a point of some kind. And then frankly, the whole the whole idea of using rape in a film to make a point is kind of iffy <laughs> territory mm. in the best of times. Victim blaming thing. Like it's just very So as it stands, it is just kind of this nubbin that doesn't really seem to have any reason or rhyme or purpose beyond showing look it's not all sexy it's there is a bit of bad
0: its purpose is to give our protagonist the impetus finally to kind of walk away from this world yeah. um, and mm. seek a little bit of revenge as well on the way yeah they do a promising young woman scene which was yeah she sort of gives a guy a bit of a kicking and it's gonna be it really we don't we don't get any sense of consequence from that really she walks mm. away shall we um wrap up do you have any more
2: notes on showgirls or should we do some more questions and then wrap up what do you think
1: um should put showgirls to bed so we don't have to bring it up again did you like showgirls (laughs) uh no (laughs) but i reckon i'm gonna be the most positive of the lot of us okay Um, do you want to go first Yeah, I mean, like I say, I found this really watchable initially. It just outstayed its welcome. There was no plot to get into, and it's too long. Um, What is it, two hours long, something like that? So, you know, give me a sleek 80-minute version of this film with some actual story in it, otherwise told the same way, you know, same cast, same style. I'd probably be all right with it. So Basically saying if they
0: made it better, it would be better.
1: If they Well, let's say, I'm (laughs) saying swap the script out for a story, but everything else made the same level, same quality. That's the one element that kind of ruined it for me, really. I didn't hate it, and then I just grew to dislike it more and more as it went on, because like I say, it outstayed its welcome. So I ended up dropping it all the way down to like a 4 out of 10 from Mm. my initial kind of maybe 6 out of 10 first impression. Uh, But yeah, 4 out of 10 for me. Well,
0: I think this film has nothing to offer. I think, you know, there's no story, no characterisation. Every character is annoying and hateable. Um, (laughs) So it was a very unpleasant thing to watch in general. And as an erotic thriller, which it clearly wants to be, it wasn't even any good at that. I didn't manage to get a wank out of it. And I tried. I gave it a old college (laughs) try. Couldn't get anything going. But, uh, Mm. yeah, yeah. Nothing to offer here. I give it a 1 out of 10. Wow. I, th- I think these kinds
2: of films are the hardest to put a rating on, because much like you, Sol, I was... I was- engaged with it throughout mm. the whole thing i couldn't stop watching it uh it's not good and i i don't know if i was laughing enough to make the experience worthwhile but there were definitely points where i was laughing out loud and that's pretty good because sometimes these kinds of films when it's like you know the so bad they're funny kind of thing when you're watching them alone and it's you know you are not mm. got alcohol or friends around or whatever it can be a bit of a slog sometimes um but this i did kind of <laughs> Enjoy on some level, or it interested me, I guess. Um, it's uh, it it it's tough though because it's. I think it is just a bad film. Like I don't think it works as a satire, and I think to say that it's a dark comedy or something like that is to just sort of
1: excuse its badness. Really, yeah, it's the Tommy Wiseau defense, isn't it? Mm.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm torn. I'm probably gonna come down more on the side of it being a Bad film and give it a three out of ten. Uh yeah, three out of ten.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um all right, what's the most famous person you've ever shagged? Oh. Uh well, I don't think I really
2: have anyone famous. No. Calvin had to sign an NDA.
1: So it's not like <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> this
0: this girl I slept with recently was telling me that she was at college with Daniel Kalua. That's uh, that's about as close as I've got. (laughs) That's good.
2: I did almost go on a date with uh, someone who became a right-wing blogger, sort of (laughs) hate-monger character. (laughs) And that was interesting, because I didn't know anything
1: about that. Milo
2: Yiannopoulos. (laughs) (laughs) Not not far off. Um, Yeah, but it quickly all went away when he was getting put through court for being too stupid, really, to understand um that he was being used to funnel money through to <laughs> prominent uh leave
1: campaigns um anyway mm. what about you soul um i slept with one of the cast of alex garland's devs if uh, hmm. if you ever watched that but um not not an impressive one <laughs> <laughs> it it was weird that cuz she she was in like a five-star hotel in Manchester filming it. They were filming some stuff up here for some reason with, like, Nick Offerman and stuff, which is bizarre. And when I went into the hotel, part of me was kind of like, is this bullshit? Is she chatting shit about being in this Alex Garland thing? But then a guy came out in the lift when I was saying goodbye and, like... I forget what he was in that. I think he was in Rogue One. Like, he was an actor who I recognised. But no, it was very odd. Like, okay. I guess Hmm. just in this... Five star hotel for sex. Uh She was like, "You can order room service if you want." The production's paying, and I was like, "No, that's great, <laughs> thank you." Yeah. Nice, that's a classy move. I like that. Yeah, mm. but I mean, she's not she's not famous yet. I am root. I tell you what, I'm rooting for her to uh, win an Oscar because then, <laughs> uh, well, Barney from our Discord wants to know what we think the best performance in a sex film is, either pornography Ooh. or otherwise. Now, I think we can rule out boogie nights and stuff like that from the equation. I think he probably means, you know, softcore, Fifty Shades of Grey type stuff through to actual porn. Oh, okay. Huh. I'm not sure if I've really seen know. all that much, to I was be honest. Say, I don't know if I've seen enough to... um.
2: um possibly uh, Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct, and I've mentioned it a few times this podcast, but uh, I just typed in erotic thrillers because I needed some more uh, sort of examples of this. Dressed to Kill has come up, which is a film that I do quite like. Brian De Palma. Uh, oh, eyes Wide Shut, yeah.
1: Oh, does Eyes Wide Shut count?
2: Well, yeah, we, well, we did it as a Valentine's Day thing. It
1: didn't counts
0: it as we? an erotic thriller. Does it have any good performances in it?
1: Yeah, it's got some great acting in it. I um I'd probably go with the grumpy old man in that or something. Fatal Attraction. Glenn Close is pretty good in that. Ooh, you know what? Uh James Spader in <laughs> the car one. Crash. Yeah, he's pretty good in that even though it's a weird film and I didn't particularly care hmm. for it. <laughs> what about this you, character?
0: Alan? I uh, yeah, I can not I've been thinking here. It's a tough question and I think of an example I'm not coming up
1: with anything, I'm afraid. Actually, I'm going to change my answer to Ella Hughes. Oh. In, I don't know what the name of the film's called, but. Spunky Birthday. Um, but, like, she, like, really, like, she does all these weird faces while she's getting fucked, like, really, like, weird, like, rolling her eyes back in the back of her head. And I found it, very, it was like, that's a good performance right there. <laughs> she, like, mouths, I love you to him at one point. I was like, oh, God, she's really, like, going for it. <laughs> so, I'm um, going to go with that one.
0: <laughs> Any more questions, or shall we?
1: Well, Alan, we were discussing this recently. I can't remember if it made the edit or not. Um, our our biggest age gaps that we've ever had. Calvin, what's what's the biggest age gap you've ever had with a um sexual Ooh. encounter? Uh, it probably is ten years.
2: Uh, oh, and this is a bit creepy actually because I was sixteen and he was twenty-six. So that's well, that
1: not a bit weird. It's all right. That's not cool. yet, yeah. So you're all right.
2: Oh, yes, no, that's true. I, I was, was going to say, yeah, yeah, you're on the too side Too young and stupid to know better.
1: Um, yeah, so that's probably <laughs> Well, were you it. into it? Did you, were you attracted to nah. it? Nah. Oh, okay, no, that's it, not it, good then. It, it,
2: it, it was pure sort of like, oh, you know, God, what am I doing? But my body wants me to do this thing. And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so totally, I don't you know. know. It, it was weird and creepy. And I only knew about this guy because, uh, like, my first boyfriend in... Oh, God, this is really perverted, really. Um, sounds like
1: a great story. I'm really The excited. guy...
2: Well, no, it's not very exciting. It's just sad, really, that someone was doing this. But um, my first boyfriend in high school, who was... We were 15 when we started dating. We're in the same school year. Um, and I turned 16 first because I was older. I was born in October, whereas he was born in August. After we'd broken up, he started seeing this other guy who was, like, 26... Well, he was 15, which was a bit... Yeah... But then I just, because I was young and stupid and thought like, oh, this is just what people do. And then when they broke up, sort of ended I can't even remember how I ended up chatting to that other guy. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit messed up, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I did, because I did keep in touch with... um, the guy from high school. Uh, and we I, we did talk about it like years later because I was like, that was a bit mental, wasn't it? And he was like, yeah, I found out later that he got in trouble with the police about these <laughs> kinds of things and stuff. So it's like, oh, so he's just a full-on paedophile then,
1: which, yeah. Yeah, sounds like it.
2: Yeah. Oh, God, that's a dark note to end on. Maybe this is for an outtake show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: other than... Well, Oh, but much like Showgirls ends on a dark note. Yeah. No, but then it ends on a funny comedy note where she crashes a car. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do. I need to tell that other story, Alan, that we'd mentioned. <laughs> we could. Cl- we use that via a closer. Yeah. It's not that. It's not a very funny story, but it's a lighter <laughs> it note. Than, was it? <laughs> I found All it. Right. Maybe it'll be a good one then. It's definitely <laughs> a better note than Calvin sleeping with a paedophile when he was barely legal. <laughs> Did he drive a white van, Calvin? Uh, no. I think he drove.
0: <laughs>
1: Did he have a drawer full of sweets? Uh,
0: no. Okay. <laughs> He's he 16, not fucking 8.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm not being lured into something. It was just, yeah, it was it, like the o- the onus was on him to not be sort of like messaging with like teenagers
0: who yeah. have lied about their age to be on some of these sites anyway. But anyway. Well, wait, Sol, Sol you, you teased us a little story earlier. About a terrible sexual experience you had,
1: although I don't think it got sexual, did it? It wasn't really a sexual experience; it was, it was on the periphery of. Experience. Yeah, but it was just a terrible. Like I want to go home, and I don't want to be here. And
0: but let's let's just set the scene here a little. You're, you know, you're you've you've just come out of a relationship. You're you're playing the field, and you're trying out new experiences. I guess you're trying to find new things because in your sex addiction, just <laughs> a bit of sex isn't enough for you anymore.
1: Yeah, but no, I was I was chatting with this trans lady um and she was you know really attractive in the pictures she comes down in a kimono to like let me. yeah but wait a minute
0: wait a minute wait a minute so when you when you were contacted or contacted each other in whatever way was it was the invitation hey i'm i'm free right now come over let's have a bit of fun or was it hey come over i've got a few people around having a party let's have some fun
1: no it was like come on over now let's have some fun uh this was very this is probably two three in the morning i was i think i was already in bed so i had to kind of, i was like all right i think i said like do you want to just get a drink at some like another time because i was like well she's very attractive I'll, I'll i'll do this properly i don't need to just and she was like no it's like now or never basically and i was like oh, all right
0: how are you with that calvin could you could you go at that short notice i need a couple of days warning um, be- I, I, I need a few days
2: warning for anything I'm not very impulsive about anything so.
1: yeah. Well I I live in the city centre now It's like a ten minute walk from my flat It's not like that big an ask But I had to get dressed and leave Yeah I mean basically I get there, she's in a kimono Um, Immediately like Sort of comes in for a hug And it's like oh a bit of five Ooh. o'clock shadow there And uh <laughs> That alone I was sort of like oh god don't know about this but then but then we're, we're in the lift going up at this point and she sort of goes like mm, so how did she word it she said something to the effect of like oh do you like what you see then and i was sort of like oh yeah great um and then she sort of said oh do you like that and she sort of glanced down and a, a like massive knob was just out with a like hand kind of waggling it and i was like oh god um, you don't want to start on a big one well, it was really big, but I did later realize, oh, she's wearing a cock ring. And it wasn't like, it's mine gets that big, but that's like peak performance. Do you know what I mean? I have to be really turned on. And I think, oh, is that what cock rings do? Would that make mine like that all the time? Um. Anyway, uh, and then we get there. And on the way just, up, just, she's like, I just oh. want
0: to clarify something. You're not attracted to men in any way, are you? Not really. I'm just saying a bit of stubble and a big cock isn't really going to do it for you, is it?
2: This is why I'm like, why are you even in this situation? Uh, Tick tick ticker box. (laughs) Seems like
1: (laughs) what?
0: I'm 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 all on your side, sorry. You want to sort of spread your wings a little bit and try, but you know, if if you're not attracted to a, a particular.
1: You well know, oh, I don't have a thing. problem with the penis. <laughs> I'm not attracted to masculinity. I, I think yeah. you know. So facial hair, I don't like. Uh, five o'clock shadow and and, um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, uh, you put a penis so, on a very, very feminine, feminine penis body, body. I think I'm okay with it. I don't know. I, I'm well not are you trying to find? Th- this
0: is what you're trying to find out, right? This is your chance yeah, to, yeah. to, to,
1: to see what it was. Doing. Yeah. So experiment. And and she mentioned on the way up as well, like oh, there's a couple of guys over, is that right? And I was sort of like, oh right. What? Well,
0: <laughs> well, there's that, that, a bit of a weird thing to throw at someone in the lift on the way up to the room.
1: That's a big, that's a big difference. Well, she was she was like partying, which is the thing, isn't it? I think gay people like party, don't they? It means they stay up all night taking Calvin? drugs. <laughs> uh, I can't say that I'm that one of those kinds. <laughs> of, uh... You mustn't. You must know people who do that. They just stay up all night. Uh doing coke and poppers and listening to uh, (laughs) Britney Spears' playlist. Uh, No, that's never... That's Come not an awful stereotype. Like I think they were listening to Britney. Uh, Spears, no, it is so. an awful stereotype that you've just done there. So. <laughs> yes, but uh, please. No, they continue. were listening. Well, I, I was. It was specific because they were listening to Britney Spears, and I had to. I had to basically. I think there was there was like an assumption that I was also gay and therefore fine with it. So I get into this party.
0: How do you think she came to that assumption? Because uh, yeah, it was I,
1: uh... it was a gay app that I found her on. Uh, <laughs> oh, for God's sake, <laughs>
0: that might have been a bit of a clue. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, if you know a better if you know a better way to find a trans woman, then uh, please do let me know. Look, I'm not, Although I'm I did not, match her one on Tinder last night, and I didn't know she was trans. She just told me out of the blue. I was like, oh, okay, interesting.
0: I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but if you're if you're on there and you're looking specifically for that, in fact, do you see that on on Grinder? I don't know. if, I don't on, know if Gr- you ever I mean,
1: see- on Grindr, on Grinder, you can filter trans that's, exactly, that's and you far,
0: you'll see people on there who are just like, I'm only looking for trans women, no men. Um, which I guess is for what you
1: you putting on there. But... I don't have a profile on it, for God's <laughs> sake. That's unnecessary. <laughs> Look, you get enough unsolicited dick pics on there with a blank profile. I do not need to put a picture of my fucking sexy face up. I <laughs> yeah, swimming yeah be swimming in yeah, pictures just, of uh... men gargling cum and stuff. I, it was really... Do you get that? I feel right. bad for right. women. So... Is that what they get? Because it is just... Anyway, so you well, hang on. Like,
0: like, actually, uh, Calvin, what are your experiences? Do you get do you get um, when you were a, a younger single man? Obviously, what, did hmm. you did you get drowned in unsolicited cockpits? Um, funnily enough, I don't think it happens
2: as much to. Well, it didn't happen to me as much, anyway. As I, I <laughs> guess, maybe some people, but I have more straight women friends who it happens to more. Um, mm. And I, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it does happen, but it's more of a sign of lack of intelligence more than anything else, I think, or just, because obviously anyone with half a brain knows that they're not just going to send their picture of their cock to someone, and that's going to be like a, ooh.
0: I think on grinder, on there's a lot of things on there where it is just like, hey, we're, this is a hook That's up true. App. let's just, yeah. what you got down there, oh yeah, nice, I'll come over.
2: Yeah, that's
1: very true.
0: I don't know, it does not bother me if someone sends me a picture of that cock. I don't cock. <laughs> it's
1: more the cum pictures I don't like cum. Sorry. Well, that's it.
0: I don't know if I've seen that many in the way of cum pictures. That's what But, but I I
1: good. I must say it's like I don't even if I wanted to, like I'd need to see their face. Do you know what I mean? I I am not going to go, "Oh, nice cock," and then um, Oh, you see, I think
0: that's where we differ because I'm not interested in the face. I'm not a tra- <laughs> I'm not I'm not interested in uh, in that. I'm, I'm only really interested in one thing.
1: Yeah, I have a story about that as well actually, but I'm going to save it for a future episode cuz I'm running quite long. Um <laughs> get on with this story. Yeah, that that's not even an app story, uh, the uh, the nice cock story, but um yeah, that's titillate people, leave them hanging for for next Valentine's Day. Um so yeah, I get basically I get up there and there's two gay guys in the pants. One is uh, he tells me he's a vegan about a hundred times while I'm there. So let's see. Let's paint a picture. He is—he's vegan, heavily tattooed, uh, very muscular. Dreadlock. I'm gonna guess drinks a lot of craft IPA, kind of. <laughs> you know, y- you're gay hipster, like hipster beard. This sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I—he's I, probably conventionally attractive, but I—I I do know My radar on these things is way off. The other one was a lot more like oh god was he bald no he wasn't bald he was he was a bit older but shorter hair but he was just very like oh hello you're out he was that kind of guy whereas the other guy was like hey nice to meet you <laughs> what an odd bunch of people <laughs> yeah yeah
0: well sort of people are up at three o'clock in the morning and want to do some coke I doing guess. lines Yeah,
1: yeah um so the the really camp one was kind of dancing around um with a tray, do it, laying out lines and stuff. The other one was really in- interested, like, having a chat. And, like, immediately I was just like, I don't want to be here. I don't <laughs> want any... Like, there's these two guys here. I don't even like the trans one. Like, what's going to happen? Are we going to have sex and they're watching? I don't like, I'm not in the mood for that. Because what if one of them starts trying to touch me up or something where I'm... in <sighs> It was. And it you'd, was just you'd, you'd you'd accidentally backed yourself
0: into a corner
1: where the, yeah, everyone thought yeah, you were yeah. gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, they, about three By times. By meeting up with were, someone you met on a gay dating app, <laughs> to go just over because to you said gay you were sex gay, party. Well, you're gay. Yeah, Well, just because you're into a, the idea of a trans woman doesn't mean you're into. Not okay. a trans woman, and also yes, yes, just because you're into one gay guy doesn't mean you're into all gay guys. You hey, know? look, I think yes, that's, fair. I think
0: that's out of order. Telling someone in the lift that there's other people there—that's weird. That's yeah,
1: that's yeah, that is very odd. I mean, I think she said she was partying or whatever, so I don't know. I, it, it... Maybe, or word codes yeah. i don't fucking know but Maybe, yeah, is, that some,
0: is that some gay patois that we're not familiar with
1: well i assumed partying <laughs> means you're up all night doing coke and poppers I, well, i'm basing was. that on this experience is that not <laughs> um anyway uh they're about three times the guy's like oh you should take your shoes off and i was just like no <laughs> no nah, nah, i'm comfortable i might in a bit uh and i and and they offer me a drink so i have this beer budweiser and i'm like okay i will drink the beer and then that will be a reasonable time to leave
0: (laughs) this is when he started texting me
1: (laughs) yes i I think it was well every well they kept going on their phones and i don't know if this is normal gay behavior but like they kept pulling up (laughs) grinder
0: calvin do those gay people they like their phones do they
1: <laughs> and they do every now and then. The the like trans one would sort of go like, "Hey, you pick someone. Do you like them? What do you like? Do you like him?" To so, like message someone else to come over. They like wanted me mm. to start, and the the vegan hipster guy kept sort of being like, "So like, are you into like more feminine guys or like more masculine guys?" Like, like he was he was really interested. <laughs> like, uh, um... Feminine. I did, I did. I did go straight <laughs> away. Like, yeah, feminine, feminine. Um. <laughs> Do you know as well, actually, the first thing they said, like, genuinely? You look like Keanu Reeves? <laughs> it was, genuinely. I, I went. It went bloody hell. I mean, you must get it all the time, but he looks like Keanu Reeves, doesn't so, he? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Do get a lot of that these days. How did you get out of this situation? Well, I basically, I, I messaged Alan as like a, right, I'll go on my phone and it'll look like I'm messaging someone, and also I don't know what to do. and So I was just like, Alan, help, what am I, help? <laughs>
0: I'm sure I was very helpful
1: Trans woman kept going up And like Pressing herself up Against the window Every now and then Which was a bit weird Have you seen Succession? No No. Okay never mind Um Are uh, you said and pressing then, herself against the
0: window in a sort of
1: yeah, just kind of pressing up? And I don't know if she was like, oh, the other, if maybe they'll come up behind me or something. Like the the the, the, <laughs> the vegan one kept sort of being like, oh, well, I'm really into you to the trans woman, and like, oh god, I'd really I really like to fuck. And I was sort of like, well, if, like presumably everyone's come over in the same context that I have, and that was just kind of like come over and fuck. So how come now it's like descended into. We're all having drinks, and there's an expectation on me to kind of get... So it's three straight guys pretending to be naked. gay. <laughs> 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 uh, maybe it was. Um, so anyway, I mean, it's not that interesting. I basically went, like, finished my drink. Oh, I'm so tired. I shouldn't have come out at 4 a.m. Uh, you know what? I thought, I'd, I thought I'd get the energy when I was out, but I'm going to have to go home. I'm so tired. Uh, go back to got work tomorrow. Oh, I've got work tomorrow as well. Oh, yeah, well, I've... Not on coke, so it doesn't you know, <laughs> sleep, so... Uh, uh, did they seem disappointed? Um, yes and no. They, they didn't seem surprised. They seemed very really? kind of like, yeah, this is normal. I mean, I don't know. I think they'd lost track of time. I think they were probably on enough things that I'd waited the appropriate 20 minutes for them to think, oh yeah. He's been here a while. Because, um, you know, it, was, it probably was 4am at this point, so they probably were just like, up until the early hours not knowing what's going on and uh, mm. yeah she, she the, the trans one had to come down and like let me out which was very awkward as well and then there was an awkward hug and she was you know I think there was an expectation of like oh well uh, we'll chat or whatever and I was just like yeah so then I um, I think I blocked her like when I got home because I was like I can't do it can. <laughs>
2: hmm okay not even ghosted her you need to be careful in these kinds, kinds of situations Sol why?
1: Because she could have killed me.
2: Well, what if one of them had been a maniac? Yeah, she might have
1: been. Here anyway, we. I found it. I found it. Help! I've gone round to a trans woman's flat because she looked really hot, but she's less good in person. And there's two gay guys sucking each other. Oh yeah, I forgot they were like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you blocked it out already. Yeah, I know. I genuinely forgot about that. There's two gay guys sucking each other here, and I don't know how to leave without being rude. <laughs> and I sent that at two forty-two on the fourteenth of October. Uh, oh, my birthday. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's celebrating. We're celebrating. <laughs> uh, and then I said, I'm going to give it till three and then say I'm too tired and I have to leave. And then the next message was, fuck, that was so awkward. Why do I do this shit? And you said, it's all life experience.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, like, we just mentioned there, Calvin. I've so I say I've recently started sort of meeting up... Essentially, with strangers, you know, people I've chatted to a little bit, but hmm. like people who then like, oh yeah, come round to my house and then like, mm. you know, tie me up or something. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. It's like <laughs> I don't know. Am I am I like am I someone who comes across as being safe and trustworthy? <laughs> Maybe because I don't know if I would let someone else someone come to my house
1: and do. That. I think less than I do. <laughs> right. uh, oh, I th- hmm. well, I think I think that's my superpower. I think I come across as a very like. Safe, trustworthy guy. Because I am, you know, I'm not going to kill anyone. Well, so am I. I Yeah, no,
2: I I think you're both pretty much on par here. I, you know, both. Well, uh, well, Alan's got a friendlier face. I think that's (laughs) that works in his (laughs) favour.
1: All right, Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. (laughs) Oh God. If you love someone, tell them. Tell them on a first date. It's fine. Tell them even if you don't, but you just like them a lot.
2: But make sure you're using the appropriate hand gestures in either <laughs> instance to make it perfectly clear to them yeah, whether yeah, or not yeah.
1: you in fact mean it, or whether you're follow follow your bliss. <laughs> Calvin, do you want? To, last time it was be kind or whatever. That was your advice for the listeners. Have you got any more sex advice? <laughs> uh, I think be.
2: Uh, well, no, actually, you know what? I f- I feel like this. The theme of this episode has been about open mindedness from a lot of well, soul's stories and well, Alan's stories as well. I think this is going to show the you know we live in a much less binary world these days, age. and I think
1: people should be open to that and less judgmental. That's another thing on Grinder. Actually, you get uh, you get trans men, and it's like hmm. biological. Like sometimes they look more, you know. Not to be un- dismissive of their gender, but sometimes it's if you're if you're a straight man, it still kind of works. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Just a little tip. Sort of <laughs> undercut my whole thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's fine too. I'm
1: not. I'm not a bad person, though. I'm, I'm not. I I'm. I'm actually quite quite a good person.
2: Well, bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you all. <laughs>